Hey fellas, hello, hello. This is a uh, Wednesday, January the sixth. Um, I got a couple questions for you guys. You know, you ever hang out with someone and you know you happen to really like this someone or some buddies, and you guys do something that you love to do together, and uh, you know. You feel anxiety, or you feel bad because you don't really have the drive to do this. You know what I'm saying? Or you're getting, you're having trouble getting started. You know, you know what I'm saying? You catching my drift? Or, or on the flip side, you hang out with this people or peoples, plural, and uh, you do this thing that you guys love to do, and uh, maybe the next day you wake up and there's pain or. Soreness in the face or mouth area? What? What's going on here? All right. Cut, cut it out. Let's just be straight with me. Did you go hang out with your friends and play duets and you didn't warm up before? Did you have a jam session and you didn't do long tones before you went? Come on. Let's be real. Or, or did you show up to a jam session and you didn't warm up because you don't have a warm-up routine and you didn't really want to jump in there and take a solo on that first chorus that was open. Well, I can help you get rid of that anxiety, that lack of drive, that trouble getting started, that pain in the face or mouth area. Hey, all it takes is one simple fix in your lifestyle for those of you brass players. You need to develop a warm-up routine and a warm-down routine. And I'm going to help you do that today. All right, so when developing a warm-up routine, there's a few things to keep in mind here. First and foremost, most important thing. This is gonna sound cliche. Every music director has said this. Every art teacher has said this. There is no right or wrong. If it works for you, it works for you. All right, that being said, um, I'm going to go through my warm-up routine right now, right here, in the flesh, and uh, I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna explain why I do everything. Um, I'm gonna go through it. It'll hopefully take about 10 minutes. I do ramble, maybe a little more, maybe a little, a little less, you know? I believe in miracles. Um, and then after that, I do have, written on this piece of paper, I do have a couple other things that we're gonna touch up on, you know? Um, before I get into my warm-up routine, just an example, um, I'm gonna you know, put a little disclaimer out there. I'm a trombone player. So we deal with the slide. We don't have valves. Um, so for those of you who play euphonium, the tuba, the French horn, God bless y'all, by the way, uh, and the trumpet. Also, God bless all y'all, all y'all, all y'all brass players. God bless y'all. Um, you know, this is going to be, you know, helpful for you as well, but it's not going to get quite into the moving the fingers part of the warm-up. And I do think that is important. Uh, I want to actually bring uh, players of valved instruments in to kind of discuss that um, because they might have better advice than I do. I've got good advice for like slide technique, but moving the fingers and incorporating that side of your warm-up, it's, it's just different. So um, yeah, this is going to be, if you're not a trombone player, this is probably going to be a pretty good solid 80% of what you need in a warm-up. And if you're a trombone player, probably 90 to 95, maybe 100% of what you need in a warm-up. Some of these things may work for you. Some of these things may not work for you. Um, 
So like I said, we're gonna go through this real quick. So the first thing I do after I pull out my instrument, because obviously that's the first thing I do. I get it out of the case, put it together, make sure the slide's working, you know, maybe give the rotor a couple click clicks, make sure it sounds good, make sure it's moving right. Um, what I'll do is I'll just pick up the horn and put the mouthpiece on my face and I'll just take a nice big, I call them O breaths. And I, you know, focus on letting my belly button expand out and my back expand out, physically breathing from the belly. Um, and I can explain that uh, later. So breathing as deep as I can below the diaphragm, just called an O breath or a Darth Vader breath because you're making the O syllable with your mouth. And then without holding that air, without holding my breath, I'll turn the air right back around and I'll start blowing through the mouthpiece, through the horn, and I'll aim just to see how the air feels going through the horn. Um, I build everything in my warm up off of air. Um, I believe in redundancy. Uh, in the Army, there's a lot of redundancy, like uh, there's four different safeties on a grenade. So, you know, redundancy is a big deal and I do believe it's effective. So, uh, I build my warm up routine off of that. So I'll just do that. I'll do nice big breaths in and in or out. And I'll try to make it like a circle. A circle doesn't have any jagged edges or stops in its shape. It just keeps going around. So in, out, in, out. And what I'm, like I said, I'm trying to feel how the air is going through the horn. Um, sometimes I'll close my eyes and try to visualize it. And then I'll try to see if I'm blowing a little bit to the left, right, up or down, how that feels versus blowing right down the middle of the horn. Okay, so um, yeah, I'll do that for probably, to be honest, about five minutes, um, sometimes less. Then what I'll do is, you know, I'll shake it out. Trombone's a big, heavy instrument. It's surprisingly fatiguing to play. Um, so I'll set it down, maybe grab some water roll my neck out, make sure my body stays loose and relaxed. And next thing I'll do is I'll just start doing air attacks. And that's, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's when you put your face on the mouthpiece and you blow air to the point where you, the air forms your embouchure and then forms the vibration of your lips. So I'll just do that. And I'll start either on a low B flat or a middle F, that one in the staff. And I'll start at, you know, mezzo forte, nice, easy dynamic, depending on how I'm feeling. Like I said, low B flat or F, if I'm feeling a little bit more tense, I'll start on the F and I'll work my way down to the B flat. Um, and I'll keep that same big, open, O-shaped belly breath, as we'll refer to it throughout the episode. Big, O-shaped belly breath, continuous airflow. That's a big thing. Keeping the air moving at all times. Sometimes we think we're doing that and we're really not. We're letting it stop. We're, you know, we just stop blowing and or we stop the intensity. So these air attacks are really good for that. And then after I start the note, I'll sustain it just as long as I can until I'm out of air. And then right when I'm running out of air, I take that nice big breath and I'll just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And then I'll vary the dynamic a little bit. So I'll start at mezzo forte, do it, great. And then maybe bump it down to a mezzo piano, you know, and I'll, and I'll try to, you know, find out where the air needs to be to achieve all these things. And I'm at the same time, I'm focusing on an ah syllable with my mouth as I'm producing these notes, try to, you know, stay open, 
try to get that nice rich sound. Um, I'll do this literally for 10, sometimes 20 minutes. Uh, when you're first starting out, when I first started out doing this with uh, my first trombone professor, uh, Dr. Karen Marston, we would only do it for five minutes because uh, that's that's all I could really stand to do at that time. It, it can be, like I said, redundant. Um, so start at five minutes. Um, vary the dynamics. Don't go above like a mezzo forte and a half. Don't get up to a forte quite yet. We're not ready for that. We literally just started making notes. Um, so the next thing I'll do with that, this is trombone specific. I'll try to smear the Remington. So it'd be like, do, 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 but nice and slow. So, and I'll just do that on an air attack on F or B flat. Um, I'll do both. It just how I'm feeling. I'll start on F if I'm feeling a little more tight and I need to loosen up and I'll do that to work down to that, uh, low B flat. So, Na, 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 ta, da, na, na, na. Nice and easy. And then I'll do it again. If I was on F, I go to B flat and I'll go down to that low F and then I'll flip it. I'll start going up. So I'm starting to build, you know, my range. I'm, I'm getting that palette of all the notes and the range of the trombone going. Um, and, you know, this will take probably hmm, five minutes, 10 minutes. Don't spend too much time on this. Um, although when you are doing the smear, make sure you're blowing still right down, you know, I call it right down the pipe, right down the middle of the tubing of the trombone or the trumpet or the euphonium or the tuba or the French horn. Make sure you're blowing right down the middle, keeping that airflow going. And um, on the trombone, I try to move the slide as slowly as I can. If I hear that sound stop, like, nah, it means I'm not keeping that airflow moving. And then trombone specific, it means my slide technique is either so jagged that I'm cutting off the airflow or I'm not keeping the airflow as I move the slide. And that's just something to work on. So already we've got one, two, three things and it's all built on air attacks and airflow and just air. You're gonna notice everything that I talk about is built on air, not muscle. Um, common mistake that young musicians will do is they'll learn to smile, you know, or say E to make higher notes and O to make lower notes. And that's not bad advice. However, it shouldn't be emphasized the way it is with young beginning musicians. I'd rather be patient and have them do things right and maybe struggle a little bit longer, but just keep building their confidence externally um, and praise them for doing the right thing and being patient rather than trying to force uh, results out with bad habits. Um, so the air. Faster air makes higher notes. Slower air makes lower notes. And you get a little bit of that with these Remingtons. Now, the next thing I'll do is I'll start to slowly, we're not going to totally start adding um, all the wide range of articulations in. But we're going to do what I call hoodoo attacks. So it's an air attack followed by just a regular da-do attack uh, with your tongue. And that tongue is going to be going right into the back of the teeth or that gum palate right above your top set of teeth there. It just depends. Everyone's a little bit different. And I'll start on F and I'll go hoodoo-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. 
take a breath, and then I'll try to nice and slow do these hoodoo articulations and just going down the scale nice and easy, nice and slow too. Nothing about a warm-up needs to be fast. And I'll go no metronome yet. There will be metronome later in the practice, but right now it's just about getting things to feel right. So you get that airflow. Once again, the redundancy of the airflow comes in. Where does it come in? We're teaching with these hoodoo articulations. We're teaching our tongue to not cut off the airstream in the middle of our mouth, but to ride the airstream all the way up to the top of our mouth where that palate is and just clip it. Nice and nice and easy right there, and it's super fast. So if your tongue is riding the airstream and it's going hoodoo, and every time you hear that do, it's just a split second that it clips off the airstream, you'll learn that one, if the tongue is truly riding the air, it actually feels quite natural, it feels good. Um, a lot of times with my beginning trumpet students, when I do teach beginning trumpet students, they tell me because everything is much smaller, the embouchure is smaller, the mouthpiece is smaller, they'll say, I don't, I don't like articulation. And it's because their tongue oftentimes and their airflow are not working together, they're working against each other. And then they develop bad habits like using their lips to bite off notes, which is really, really hard to break, or they'll get really sloppy articulations. So in the hoodoo attack and going down the scales exercise, we'll call it, um, what we get there is we get our tongue incorporated now into the warm-up. So the tongue is now uh, joining the rest of the gang. It's joining the diaphragm, the lungs, and you know the big open breaths and everything. And then I'll do that just in a couple of keys. I won't go super high or super low with this. So typically, I'll start on F. Down to B flat, and then I'll do it on E. Might have sang that wrong. I'm sorry. So I'll go to E, down to A, E flat, down to A flat, D, down to G, so on, so forth, all the way down till I get to that low F, maybe low E. Again, we're not here to expand into the extremes yet. That's more or less uh, at the very end of our warm-up, maybe, or the beginning of maybe our practice session when we practice those extremes of our range. So then we're going to move on. Once we feel good, once we got our tongue and our air working together, we're good. We're going to keep it going. Keep it moving, as I like to say. Now then, uh, there's a book called The Brad Edwards Lip Slurs. It is a trombone book, um, although when I practice my trumpet, I practice out of Brad Edwards Lip Slurs for the trumpet, and I sort of just uh, make it work. Uh, there might be better books. Like I said, for those of you who do play different instruments like the trumpet, French horn, baritone, or tuba, actually Brad Edwards does work very well for the baritone. Uh, I will, I'm going to try to bring in some of my colleagues, some of my friends, teachers to help talk about more specific things. This is going to get a little bit more into the trombone land just for a little bit. Brad Edwards' book, Lip Slurs, is going to be built in three different segments. you got your slow lip slurs, your fast lip slurs, and then you have lip slur melodies. And that's where you're literally playing a melody, but your tongue is nowhere to be found. Your tongue takes a break right now. So I'll do these slow lip slurs, and I'll pick about three to five. If you're new to doing our uh, flexibility, if you're a beginner, pick one to two in each section. In the slow section, I still don't use a metronome. I just, I just make sure 
that the air is guiding everything. So if I'm going to slur up into a higher note, the air is guiding it, not my face. I'm not, I'm not contorting my face to the note or to the airstream. I'm using the airstream to do all the work. My face doesn't need to do anything. And I'll do these slow lip slurs and I'll focus just literally on that. And they get a little bit more complex. So I'll start on an easy one, go a little harder, a little harder, you know, challenging and then challenging and they're slow, nice and slow. Then I'll go to the fast one. This is where the metronome comes in. Uh, right now in the warm up, I uh, honestly don't, I don't play the written metronome markings. I go slower because I want them to be done right. I want to build good habits when I'm doing this. So if the tempo is 120 and I'm not really feeling 120, I don't think I can nail it, I'm gonna put it on 80 or 100, maybe even down to 60 and make it a slow lip slur and just work on doing these lip slurs as if they were slow and then slowly building that tempo up to what is marked on the page. Don't let the tempo marked on the page hurt your ego or anything. It just means that you gotta slow down and figure out how to perfect that technique. So I'll do a little bit of the slow ones, a little bit of the fast ones. I'll pick daily, I pick one, maybe two lip slur melodies. I don't try to spend too much time here because uh, as brass players, we do have Roshu etudes we can play and they accomplish a lot of the same stuff, you know, continuous airflow and everything. So I'll pick maybe one or two lip slur melodies and I'll go through them. All right, all the rest of you brass players, welcome back. Uh, the Brad Edwards trombone talk is over. Finally, 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 before I start getting into actually practicing, this is probably 30, maybe even 40 minutes into me playing now. This is long, okay? So feel free to cut and, you know, take stuff out if you want to take suggestions from this. Take stuff out, uh, add more to it. Uh, you know, you can strip it down or add it up as much as you need. Um... I do practice a skill with my warm-up. That skill is airflow. Um, so it does take about an hour because as well as warming up, I am practicing. Um, and I do think that's something that's very important. So the last thing I will do before I start jumping into my actual practice session where I start working on music, uh, fundamental books, you know, uh, maybe learning chord changes, you know, for a jazz solo, whatever it may be. The last thing I'll do is I'll, I'll bring back the hoodoo articulations, but this time I'll try to add different types of articulations. So I might add staccato and I'll go hoo do 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 or I might go accented who do 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 etc etc. I'll apply these to scales, both upwards and downwards. Um, if in the Brad Edwards, I've expanded my range to where I feel comfortable applying these articulations up and down in two octaves, I'll do that. Um, I'll make sure I'm getting single, uh, double, and triple articulations in there. So I'll go, that's that triple tongue. Um, and then I'll slowly try to phase out where I do that first articulation on air. So then I'll just go do, 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 do. Notice how that was do and not who to start it off. <laughs> that sounds funny. It's like a Dr. Seuss book right now. Um, 
So I'll phase out that air articulation because in music, we don't always start the note with our air. That's a, that's a common mistake I made. I got, I got hammered for a whole semester and brainwashed into thinking air attacks were God, right? So I'd show up to a jazz band rehearsal and we'd be playing something and the intro would be, you know, totally in your face, kind of gritty. And I'd go, who do, do, do. And they'd be like, bro, what, is, what are you doing? Get, like, that's terrible. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a good air attack. So we do need to be able to do both. We need to be able to start the air on an air attack. I mean, start the note on an air attack or on a regular articulation. So, uh, you know, I'll start phasing out that air attack. And I'll start doing that with, you know, different articulation styles, tenuto, staccato, accented, et cetera, et cetera, single, double, triple. I'll apply these to scales up and down. And then this is, you know, honestly the last bit, because then you've got, you, you've, you've played, you know, notes, you've played musical shapes, AKA, you know, like example, scales. You've gotten your different uh, articulation concepts. You've done different flexibilities to open up the horn, you know? Um, and it's all built on air, so you should have your airflow going pretty good. Uh, and then that's that's about all I really truly do with um, my warm up. So all right, and just some final things to keep in mind while you are doing your warm up session. Number one, uh, I see this is the most important thing to keep in mind with anything that you're doing uh, from start to finish in your practice session. Um, you need to treat your warm up. Like, it's a performance. Um, I'm in the Army, as you guys heard in the previous episode. We call this training as we would fight. Um, now, in the band, obviously, they're not sending us to war. It's just a phrase. Um, this means you're, you, you have, say, a concert coming up. And if you practice, you know, and you're not demanding perfection, and you miss a note here and there, and you're like, okay... It's about 75% there's pretty good. Well, chances are you're going to play just a pretty good concert. Whereas if you practice and you demand perfection the same way you would want your concert to be perfect and you put yourself in that uh, state of mind that you would like to be in for your concert, you're going to have a closer to perfect concert um, than if you just go, oh, you know, it's just practice. So treat everything you do from the time you start warming up to the time you're done practicing as if it's a performance. Um, now, a warm-up is a deliberate action. This is number two. A warm-up is a deliberate action to help, quote, knock off the rust. So if you need to spend more time on any one thing, maybe it's articulation. Maybe it's those air attacks, just getting, you know, that air to help your face vibrate and create that, you know, note. If you need to spend more time knocking the rust off at any one thing, do it. Uh, conversely, if you don't need to spend as much time, you know, if you if it, if it's money, if it ain't broke, no need to fix it. Move on, keep it moving. You know, um, you know. Typically, I still try to spend a good amount of time on something, even if I'm doing it well, just as positive reinforcement to build that muscle memory. But you don't need to spend. 20 minutes doing an air attack on low B flat if it's good. Conversely, again, if that air attack on low B flat's not coming out after 20 minutes, hey, take a quick break, but keep keep hitting it. You don't you'll get more out of it if you're persistent 
on building the skills. So don't just have a cookie cutter warm up. Okay, for five minutes I do air attacks, and then for five minutes I do this, and in five minutes I do that. Oh, you know, five minutes is up, gotta move on. There's no rule saying it has to be a cookie cutter thing. So if you need to spend more time on something, spend more time on something. There's absolutely no shame in doing so. Every time I warm up, let's say six days out of the week, right? Six out of the seven days of the week that I practice, I need to spend more time on a given uh, part of my warm up, just because it's it's uh, it just needs a little more attention that day. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, third, if you feel tired, you know your lips start to hurt, uh, your or that like they get swollen, again. Don't, don't, this isn't a pride and ego contest to see who can, you know, go longer in their warm up without taking a break or longer in their practice without taking a break. Take a five to 10 minute break, walk around, you know, drink some water, stretch, maybe sing through some of your music, um, you know, but you're only going to start to build bad habits if you practice tired because at a certain point, uh, you're going to get so fatigued that the only way to continue to create notes and sounds out of your instrument is going to be with bad habits. So if you're if you're feeling tired, take a break, get that energy back. Maybe have a quick snack, then you know rinse out your mouth, and then get back to it. There's again nothing wrong with that. Um, I only practice for about forty five minutes to an hour at a you know straight through before I take a break. And my breaks are sometimes going to class for an hour and a half and then coming back or two hours, you know, and coming back or 30 minutes and coming back. It just, it just depends on your schedule and what you need. So there's no shame in taking breaks if you need them. Um, now I've mentioned this a little bit earlier. Don't let bad habits to creep in. So if for whatever reason you can't do an air attack without, uh, on low B flat, for example, without, uh, doing some crazy, or if you can't do a lip slur, here's a better example. If you can't do a lip slur from uh, B flat on top of the staff or tuning B flat, we'll call it, to D without pulling your corners back and saying E and doing all this crazy stuff with your face, slow down, back up, don't practice that bad habit. Uh, it's better to not be able to do something but, tr- you know, to fail at something with the right approach, here we go, than to succeed with the wrong approach. Because the learning curve is going to be much steeper if you're going at something with the right approach. For example, tuning B-flat, slurring into uh, D above that. The learning curve will be steeper if you can't do it at first, but you're doing all the right things to approach it. So you might not be getting it, but all of a sudden... You're going to get really good at doing it if you stay persistent. Whereas if you have bad habits and you can kind of sort of do it and you just practice that bad habit, it's never going to get better. You'll never perfect it. So do not reinforce bad habits. Um, And it's super hard. It is really mentally a challenge because you don't want to not be able to achieve something and you would like to make one quick, easy, simple fix and be able to kind of do it. But unfortunately, music is just something where patience and persistence will always, always beat bad habits. And I think really anything in life is that way. Um, 
So for example, you see all these people, I'll leave you with this. Uh, since it's January, you know, new year, new me, you know, that whole thing's going around. People are starting to go into the gym more. Um, they want to get in shape, lose weight or, you know, bulk up and get ripped. People are Googling, um, like at an all time high every January, how can I get in shape faster? Can I take a supplement to do this faster? Is there a food I can eat to lose fat faster? And unfortunately the simple answer is there's not. Um, there's drugs you can take, there's steroids, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do to, uh, perceive that you're getting better in shape and getting healthier faster. But ultimately, unless you have the right approach and the, uh, persistence necessary and the commitment necessary and the mental strength necessary to say, I got to be patient, persistent, and just keep coming at this the right way and it'll happen. Uh, that, that really is the only way. So I'm going to leave you with, with that kind of analogy since it is January and um, it's a lot easier to visualize. So thank you for tuning in to The Holistic Musician. This was a uh, breakdown of how I do my warm-up, uh, things that I think are very important. Um, if you're a brass player, I do think everything in your warm-up ought to be built off of airflow. Um so if you enjoy the show, like I said, be a friend uh, of the show and share the show. If you hate the show, uh, just just keep it moving. Pretend like it didn't happen. If you got to take that men in black thing that makes you forget what just happened, go ahead, flash that in your eyes, um, and, and yeah, pretend it never happened, all right? Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, I'll hopefully see you uh, back on here and Spotify, uh, hopefully next week with another topic. Thank you. If you stuck around this long, um, again, I do want to thank you for listening. Again, please be a friend of the show uh, and tell a friend about the show. Um, if you didn't like it, pretend like it didn't happen. Uh, no hard feelings. I get it. Um, again, I just want to mention one thing real quick. Right now, this is kind of a bare bones setup. I'm literally recording off my phone, editing the audio through my iPad, and then just sending it up. Um, so if you want... To continue to hear my clearly angelic voice, sarcasm, um, just go ahead and share the show because as it grows, I'll, you know, I'll be able to obviously make higher quality productions out of this. Um, I am going to start making YouTube videos, so pretty soon there's going to be a YouTube video on how I do my warm-up, um, and I would like to be able to have a setup where I can make the podcast uh, available on YouTube with video. So if you want this to grow, uh, I really truly do mean just go ahead and share the show. I'm not asking for your money. I'm just asking that if you really like it, go ahead and share it with people. Thank you. Hello. Hello. It's January 22nd, a Friday evening. I know. I know. Someone as popular as me. It's, uh, it's astonishing I'm not out on the town partying. Well, we're here in that Rona season. In 2021, we were told it would end. And it, the peril continues. But hey, I got some good news for you. The Holistic Musician is putting out another episode. And you're listening to it. I got some more good news for you. 
we got a guest on the show today. His name is Seeger. He happens to be my my puppy. Uh, and Seeger here, he's got some he's got some goals. I mean, he's only five months old. He's got the whole world ahead of him. He wants to build an empire. Um, Seeger, some of your goals I understand are you want to stop peeing in the house because, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna build an empire, if you're gonna be the king of the castle, you can't have pee on the floor in your castle. That's what's the point of being a king if if you got a dirty castle? I uh also caught Seeger in the bathroom this morning. He uh he was playing air guitar to the ska version of uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King from Lion King. So, you know, he's, he's got some big dreams. I mean, I, I, I heard him himself. He said that he just can't wait to be king. So, little man, let's talk about your goals. Let's talk about discipline. Let's talk about motivation. Let's help you get there, all right?